Hey everybody, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. Um, this week we'll do some listener questions. Got some good ones. I'm excited about the listener We got questions. one really fun yeah, one, I think. that'll be like the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, we'll do a week in review, focus a little bit on the littles and uh, how to approach them. Big water, big wind approach for our friendly Leech Lake. A week in preview, and then we'll be out of here. Yeah, we do have a little update on the t-shirts. Uh, yes. So the t-shirts are delayed for a very legitimate reason uh, from our from our provider. They're just dealing with life stuff right now. So we apologize, but they'll get here when they get here. It was a good reminder to me, like I was emailing them, because it's a little frustrating, right? You yeah. want them to just always be kind to people. You know, mm-hmm. I sent a kind message and the response they had was, I was just very glad I wasn't being a jerk because yeah. they had a very legitimate reason. for. And it could have made a bad day way worse. Oh, for sure. I'm sure they are dealing with with some of that so uh yeah be kind let's hear from porter doc having fun in the sun on the lake all day long porta-doc.com porta-doc.com find your local porta doc dealer today porta-doc.com first listener question uh was i think i'll head into this one because it's talking about bobber rigs a guy asked if I fish braid or mono for my main line on my bobber rigs. And I fish braid. Um, I don't know if that... I, it goes I, through the, through, it'll go through the bobber a lot easier. The braid? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The, the pros for me are that I have to use rods for multiple purposes right now. I don't like... Currently, I don't have three rods that are, that are just or four rods that are just for bobbers. Straight bobbers, yeah. yeah. So I've been using a jig wrap rod. I've got one specific bobber rod. Um, so I, I wanted braid on them just to make them more universal. How do you like that longer rod for that bobber rig? I like it quite a bit. I settled with the one I bought specifically was a 7.3 medium fast action. And, and I was talking with Lee. I think the Primo would be like a moderate or moderate fast. Yep, something where it loads up a lot longer. Y- yep, yep, yeah. Especially because... Uh, it is, it's a little, because there's a lot of hardware in between you and the fish, so getting perfect contact with the fish before you set the hook can be a little challenging yep. for people, so getting like a nice bow in the rod before there's a ton of tension would be, would be nice. Yeah, and I think you probably can pull that hook out of them pretty easy. Yeah, yep. Um, so if, I've you, been, if you try and set the hook too hard. Right, right. And I've tried the just reeling thing, that yeah. sometimes work works, but I've had it not work as well, yep. so... I don't think that's the cure-all, uh, but I fish braid. I do have some issues with the, the bobber stops slipping, and nowadays the only time that's happening to me is when it catches on a guide when you're fighting a fish, which I'm just accepting. Like, if I have to do, do that every time I catch a fish or, like, half the time I catch a fish, no Not big, a big deal. deal. Um, one trick I did pick up from, from the interwebs, I think it was Brad Hawthorne, talked about uh, taking when you put that bobber stop on before you cinch it tight. I take chapstick and work the chapstick into the bobber stop. And I think what that is doing is it's stopping the, the thread on that bobber stop from absorbing water and then drying out, absorbing, mm-hmm. drying out, which I think is what leads to your slippage is- issues. And that, that has certainly helped. I have to reapply it sometimes, and then occasionally if it's just slipping all the time, I'll, I'll adjust Switch them? Yep. Yeah. And I do think an argument to be made for mono would be that that bobber stop will cinch better. Right. But I also am a little wary of, of that because I think it'd be easy to burn your mono if you're not 
if you're not cautious with with your bobber stop. You know, if you really have it cinched down tight, yeah. you could that or you know you'd maybe want to run a little heavier mono, which would probably be fine. You could run right. a ten pound mono. And that could also like that could compensate for you needing a mod more moderate action. The mono. The mono could sure if you went with just a straight like a jig wrap rod, like a seven foot medium. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Maybe because not. I also there's you get a pretty wicked bow on your line. You got a bobber that's adding like a pivot point on your line. Yeah, I do feel like you want a good you want a good amount of tension tension in going into the, your hook set. Yeah, I could see that too. Lately, I've been uh, like personally, what I've been doing is reeling down and loading them up. And then almost like our crappie hook set, like just a little flick. wrist flick to, like once I know that hook is for sure touching their mouth, just a little wrist flick. That Have you asked Bailey what she's been doing? Because I think she would probably be able to tell you. <laughs> she she just sets the hook into them. She didn't do the just reeling thing. She wanted to. She wanted the meat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good one to, to add to your arsenal. Um, yeah. Not always secure, but man, every customer I fish with. Uh, especially when we fish those humps, when that thing goes down, they're like, oh, my God, your bobber went down. And then there's, like, a 20-inch walleye. On <laughs> like, well, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, then you had a, another listener question. Uh, this is from Matt Alger again. Uh, he, he was wondering if, uh, what we do different when we're looking for big fish. Sure. Big fish tactic. You, you start. So there's really, I think there's three different trains of thoughts here. Because, I mean, we've got three real changes in the season. You know, we've got, like, spring fishing, uh, midsummer, which is what we're kind of getting into, mm -hmm. and then we've got fall. Um, and I think each season brings a different tactic for what we do for catching big fish. And I think more so in the springtime especially, more so than, like, the, the presentations, it's just the locations yeah. that are going to be... Um, where we're going to find bigger fish and really i'll be real honest with you like if i'm on leech i just fish for as many fish as i can yeah. and then i one of them is going to be big I, that's that's where i'm at with that lake especially in the spring especially in the spring because they're all congregated together yeah but i would say if you're on a pile of shorts uh probably move yeah. if you need a big fish like if you're only catching like 15 inches probably not going to catch a 28 incher there yeah um but maybe there's an outlier i don't know right um you know, there's always the big kid that hangs out with the little kids. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. But there's there's a lot of different there's a lot of different theories out there, and that's all these are theories. That's yeah. what we anecdotally use to to catch big fish. Right. Um, I guess jumping into this time of year, um, you know, there. My idea is is that the fish go like especially on the littler lakes. Let's just kind of focus on littler lakes on down. Otherwise, we're just going to talk about Leech Lake and yeah, how we've done, yeah. we've done a lot of that. We just want to fish as many fish as we can, and then yeah. we're going to weed out the smaller Bef ones. Before we one. move off of the Leech, one, one general trend I would say, at least from this year, is that we lacked a shallow water bite for the most part, mm -hmm. but those tended to be higher quality fish. For Big me. fish. So, like, if, if there was, so you were talking about location, mm -hmm. like, if I had a, a good day fishing offshore stuff and the box was full. I would try to try to get a bite in shallow because they were likely going to be bigger fish for sure. So that that's what be. I was going to touch on is, uh, uh -oh. but because it, it's a trend on these other lakes too. Um, you're out the fish that are in your outlying depths 
So if you're if you're finding most of your fish in 14 to 20 foot, um, and you're gonna go look for big fish, they're going to be they're generally gonna be deeper. But one thing that people don't focus on is a lot of times those fish are also shallower. Yeah. And that's where you and I kind of thrive is in that shallower water hunting them. Right. Um, but it's much easier to see these big fish on your on your graph when you're in deep water. Yeah. But I would say that more of your big fish that we're going to catch are going to come shallower. Yeah. And I think some of that might be, like, you might be, if you have a real good understanding of the spot you're fishing, like, maybe there's fish scattered on a weed edge in 14 to 16 feet, right? Like, you could see them. If you try to pay attention to, like, where is the premium feeding location on this little spot, mm -hmm. right? Like, w these guys are getting leftovers, maybe. If, you're, if you get to choose exactly where you live on this spot, where is the best spot to eat? And that, I think, is can lead to some big big bites. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're at, I, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. You're absolutely right. Um, I guess in the, in the shallow water, if you're going to specifically hunt a big fish, I would, I mean, minnows are going to catch most of your big fish in shallow, I think. Um, and I would go a little bit bigger. But the problem you'll run into in shallow water uh, is there's gators all over the place. Yeah, yep. So you're going to burn through a lot of big money minnows mm -hmm. looking for those big money bites. Yeah. And you're going to get, I mean, it's going to hurt, but right. if you get one, it's worth it. All you need to get is one and it's worth it. Yeah. Also knowing your day a little bit, like we'll hit on this at some point, but we've had a lot of real fishy days. I landed on a little lake uh, this past week and it was just one of those, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like can't do it every day. I couldn't even do it the next day. Uh, but they were just eaten. Like every fish in that lake was eaten. They were, they were, uh, it was a fun day. So then I think it becomes, a, then you maybe lean a little bit more towards getting the most bites instead of hunting down. Right. Like, you know. And adverse conditions like we were having with the giant wind mm -hmm. um, is going to congregate all sizes, I think. Yeah. I think that's going to be, they're going to just kind of, they all have the same mission. Right. They want to choke on everything. Yeah. yeah. So like talking about like adjusting your presentation or something to try to get a big fish. Well, like this particular day I just had it and I was just certain that a big fish was going to bite a jig and a golden shiner if I, if we got over one, you know, mm -hmm. just because of the day we were, we were experiencing not always true. I think on a more average day of fishing, then your presentation choice might be able to lead you towards getting a big one to bite, right? Right. And you never really know that in that shallow stuff, whether or not there's a 30-inch looking at, at a jig and a minnow, and it's just like, that's a goldie. I'm not going to eat that. And it, ta and it takes quite a few hook sets to, to figure out what the, what the presentation is going to be. Yeah, right. Yep. Whereas when they're biting real good, you're like, okay, this is definitely working. Mm -hmm. Jig and a minnow is working today can kind of write that part off you know not that you maybe don't want to experiment but then it's about trying to find find enough of them to to get a big one right later midsummer like you and i both like running big minnows and i that that's for sure a trend don't you think that it, certainly the the rig and creakies and big red tails and all your like giant minnows yeah uh leads to good fish big bites in in august september yeah uh, and later yeah 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 um, and then the fun part about that is, I mean, you're going to catch big walleyes, you're going to catch big pike, and you'd never know what's on the end of that line. Right. 
I was up on a uh, lake by Mark's house, and it was like 90 degrees and calm in the end of August, and his first fish, like 10 minutes in, was like a 27 and three quarter, and we're like, <laughs> and then we caught like seven gators over oh, 30 inches. I remember. This was last year, Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty sweet, and I mean, you can be a snob all you want, but catching pike that are seven, eight pounds. Yeah. Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna say okay to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those sure. things are just screamers. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, you can kind of tell what they might be when they bite, but you really don't know. Yeah. And we've uh, talked about because like, walleyes do goofy stuff when they eat those things. Yeah, you had no Matt had that one that it surfaced. <laughs> yeah, and that was a big walleye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I just ate a mosquito. <laughs> We're in a cloud of about a thousand of them. <laughs> you should have seen it over here a minute ago. <laughs> We're doing a rare early, early-ish morning uh, podcast because we both got rained out this morning, and we did breakfast and breakfast and podcast. It's been a pretty fun morning. Yeah, baby G man is just crawling like crazy. I know. I was just antsy for him to get going, you know, and now he's just a little terror. You gotta watch him all the time. <laughs> he used to just sit in one place. You could go do stuff and come back. He'd be sitting right there. Now he's looked over the other day. He had three jigging wraps in his hand. God, I guess I gotta pick those up now. <laughs> uh, that's um, a good sign for things to come, right? Um, and then for fall, we gotta talk about fall still. Yeah. Um, that's the same kind of thing though, where you're gonna have, you're gonna find fish in your outlying depths. I think that's where you're gonna find most of your big fish. Yeah. It's no, it's no secret that a. a Throughout a lot of the season, really, uh, guys, tournament anglers pick on deeper fish when they're trying to pick up a, a real big one, and that works. Do you think the reason being is they, they're they really good with their electronics? Well, that was, yeah, I guess I wondered about that a little bit. You know, the, the deeper you get, the more distinct your marks are going to be, so you can do a little bit of determining how big the, yep. the fish are that you're marking. And I think guys who are really good can probably do that in 15 to 25 feet as well. Right. Um, I sometimes feel like I can do that, and then it doesn't always turn out to be true. Uh, I'm certainly not that good. Yeah. Um, those deep water fish, I think they just have, I think they're different creatures. I think they do their, their springtime, springtime spawning run. But a certain percentage of walleyes get in the habit of living in deep water and eating a different forage base, right. and that, that's just their home. And part of the reason they get so big is, one, their forage base is a higher quality if they're eating whitefish or two. Oh, yeah. And then, two, they just don't get caught very often. Right. They have the time. Yeah. Time is the biggest thing, I, yeah. I believe. Right. And I, uh, I think that they are almost like a different fish mm -hmm. it's not like oh a 28 inch made its way down to 35 feet of water like no that fish <laughs> that's not like, by coincidence no that fish spends a lot of time on this particular hump and it has like seven others that it likes to hunt on right and it doesn't see six feet of water very often um one thing that we forgot to mention on there too as one of the biggest one of the best ways to get them especially in in the fall is pulling is, is using jig wraps right uh, hovering them especially like september mm -hmm. october they, if they're deep, they're going to eat one of them. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And part of that is you just, the, the lure makes everything so much easier for you, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 
Like you see a big mark, if you drop it down, that that jig wrap is going to land pretty darn near that big mark. Yep. And uh, it's a pretty effective way to get fish to bite. So it's, now you've got a, a lure you know works within a close proximity to a big fish. Like it's going to lead to big fish sometimes. But one thing I will say about it is it's a dream killer, man. You get that hook set on them and they pop off, mm -hmm. and your your life is, is in shambles. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I feel like they they get you a lot right after like you just have them for a second or and two boom yep yeah and then and it's all like i my memory of those is like god am i on a rock and then you just feel bump bump and like nope and then it's like and then it's gone and then they shake off a lot at the boat too mm -hmm. which is well both of them are disturbing but yeah i think um it, it hurts i think it would hurt it hurts me a lot more when i don't get to I shouldn't. It just sucks. It's a different type of It just of sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, that was my chance. And then, like, when you lose them at the boat, you're like, oh, my God, I blew it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description. You of use a lot of cuss words. Yeah. Um, and with both of them. Uh, and it's acceptable, especially if it's a tournament. <laughs> it's very acceptable. Uh, you cannot, yeah, you, you got to accept it, though. And just keep fishing. Don't get too bent out of shape. Just keep fishing. Yeah. Cuss words as you're being productive. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my cousin Ryan told me the story of a guy uh, that he was buddies with was fishing muskies, and he had this, uh, like, 56-incher in this area, and he got up at, like, 3.30 on moonrise or moonset or something, yep. and boom, he had this thing. Had it right at the boat. Oh, God. Lost it. Oh, God. And uh, he ended up, like, chucking a 12-pack of pop out of the boat, <laughs> broke a rod, broke a coffee cup, slammed a beer, and went home. <laughs> it was, like, 10 minutes into his morning. He's like, this is stupid. I'm, I'm going home. I'm yeah. That was probably one of the more entertaining stories he ever told. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's like, oh, I get it, you know. Yeah. You're going to put that much, you're going to dedicate that much effort into it. Um, and now it probably won't bite again. Yeah. Right. That's the worst part. Yeah. All right. Should we take a break? I want to talk about one more thing about okay. the big fish. Sure. So I did this last year, but jigging sucker minnows mm. in like three, four feet of water on windswept shoreline. Yeah, windswept big boulders is one of the most exciting bites ever. Yeah. Because you're combining big minnows and the best thing in the world, jigging. <laughs> um, and... I tell you what, I, I have had a lot of luck with that. That's, that's, and it's a super fun way to get them. Um, big thing, like, so during that MWC, that's what we did. Mm -hmm. And I guess the, the hardest part about doing that is distinguishing whether A, it's a boulder, or B, it's a walleye, because a lot of times those big walleyes will grab it and they'll hold on to it for some time, mm -hmm. and then they won't do anything with it. Sure. And that's one of the few situations where I let out line with a jig. Sure. Um, and then you pick it up, and I, I my be biggest tip is just always assume fish, and if it's a rock, it's rock. Right. Yeah, um, I think you mentioned you went through quite a few jigs. It's worth that. it. Yeah. Jigs are 50 cents a piece. <laughs> and let me tell you, I work at a gas station, so I am loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. All good on it? Great. Okay, let's take a break. Hey there, it's Lacey. This episode of Walleye Talk is sponsored by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Father's Day is right around the corner, and we have a large selection of gifts that your dad will love. 
from tackle, clothing, drinkware, canned goods, and so much more. Want to let Dad pick out his own gift? No problem. We also have gift cards that make the perfect gift for any occasion. We hope to see you soon, and as always, good luck out on the water. Hey, Dan. Wilbert, how was your week? Uh, I think we said too much, but I had a great week, man. <laughs> I had a heck of a week. <laughs> was this your week to have, I mean, was this your week for the season? Uh, it was up there, for sure. It was a little tricky with all the wind we had. I feel like a lot of my days were made uh, by making the right decision before I even pull out of the garage, you know, about where to be. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like I did that pretty darn well this week, picking the right days to be on leech, picking the right days not to be on leech. Um, parts of parts of the big water or the big lake that I could fish effectively. And then, you know, the fish helped me out a lot. But uh, I did get, get off of leech a handful of times this week. And Good timing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. And the one day I, I, I can't, I wanted to, we didn't even write this down, but one thing I wanted to emphasize is, like, we, we both fish a lot, and we have to make these decisions often on our own about, about where to be, how to be, how to be safe, how to be comfortable, how to catch fish for people. And uh, operating, like, in a vacuum is pretty difficult, like, where you're the only one processing mm-hmm. the information. And you don't have to, like, I don't have to do that. I can call my buddy Will and ask him and talk through the problem. And so I did that once this week, just explained that I couldn't be on leech because of my, the particular customer I had, and I had a lake in mind, and you just helped me talk, talk through it. And we didn't end up on the lake that I had thought of. We ended up the one, on the one you suggested. For a variety of reasons, you mentioned that it was going to be a lot easier to duck south wind with it. Uh, it was going to fish a little easier, and uh, you thought it would be going this time of year. And it was, it was friggin' going, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How good was it, Dan? It was pretty darn, yeah, just great. So the, the, the experience I was describing earlier where the, every fish in the lake was biting was, was happening on this little body of water. <laughs> and uh, my morning trip ended up great out there. Um, just a, a real quality, fun trip with a lot of different sizes of, of fish and lots of bites. Couldn't have gone better. And then that evening, the guy really wanted to go to Leech, and I was ready to go. Looking at the trees, it was just ripping. <laughs> and <laughs> I, and I, uh, what actually like broke, broke that decision as I was talking with my wife about it, and I told her I was heading to Leech tonight, and her eyes just, her eyebrows went up, and she knows enough about my world to know that like that was going to be a miserable day. And that was, that's what broke the camel's back. I was like, all right, you know what? We're not going to leech. I don't, I just had a great day on another lake. I know this guy wants to be on big water, but my wife's eyebrows are telling me no. <laughs> so last minute change, back to the same small lake we fished that, that morning. We had an a 18-incher in the boat in eight seconds. I mean, I don't even think the, I, the jig must have landed on the walleye. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. Put together a, another great day. Fish were biting everywhere, and uh, capped off by this lake is kind of known for it. Uh, Thirty and a quarter inch walleye off of one of our small Longville lakes for my customer. Pretty great. <laughs> and that morning, that morning we had filled out. Customers were just super happy. Everybody was sort of laid back, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it occurred to me like today is the day a thirty incher will bite. 
So like for me, I said it to my customers, like if you need some inspiration, this lake will kick out a 30 incher. And then I was fishing really hard for that last hour too, because I've never caught one. <laughs> and I'd like to smash a pie into your face. <laughs> That's still on. <laughs> so I fished really hard from 11 to 12 in the morning. And then in the evening, I just was like, I had real good jig fishermen. So like, I didn't have to worry about helping out. So I was doing another approach where I was trying different stuff. I was fishing plastics and stuff. Just not even, the 30-incher the didn't even pop into my head in the evening. <laughs> and then, it, dude, as soon as the guy set the hook, it just screamed. The fish came out of, like, nine feet of water. It just screamed for about 20 yards. And I'm like, I think this is it. I think <laughs> this is the one. And sure enough, 30 and a quarter, beautiful fish. Uh, guy took a picture. He's going to get a replica, but that's still awesome. swimming around. That's Pretty great, great day. <laughs> and I... I take some pride in, you know, helping somebody else catch a 30 and a quarter. I wanted that 30 <laughs> and a quarter. If I, if I could have I stole the rod out of the guy's hands, I maybe would have. <laughs> yeah, okay, Dan. <laughs> yeah, good good day. That's awesome. So That was just one gone. day. That was one day. <laughs> yep. So I was on that lake the same day you were, mm-hmm. and I had a lady who had never used a spinning reel. So I was like, okay, so you want to just pitch it out and... I started backing up, and I was like, okay, you just want to twitch it like this. And I look at her rod, and it's just <laughs> And her first walleye ever was a 24-inch. <laughs> Same lake, you know, 100 yards from you. Right. I'm sure you saw that, too. Yeah. Because that was right when you were rolling in. Sure. <laughs> Gotta like them, man. I the mean, little lakes are so much fun. Yeah. And somebody asked, oh, I fished with a, an avid listener, Jens Kotke. He, uh, he asked, like, you're always talking about the littles. And that's just our generic term for lake for smaller lakes around the the Longville area. Not Leech Lake. Not Leech Lake. Usually, I'll name woman if I'm on woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these smaller ones, uh, it's sort of out of respect for the the local anglers, people who have cabins on them. Um, we're just trying to do right by them, and hopefully, the information is applicable to your little lake or one of the little lakes that you choose to fish. But that's why we keep it pretty pretty generic. Just yeah. trying to take care of our, our lakes. Yeah. So what, yeah, what else happened? Uh, Leech Lake is still going pretty great. Uh, I've had I had one slow day there, one slow morning, but I've caught fish on a jig wrap, caught fish on spinners, caught fish rigging, of course, crawlers and leeches. I don't think I caught one on a jig and a minnow out there this week. Bobbers. Yeah. Bugs are. Yesterday was Matt and Lee's birthday. Their birthday usually coincides with the bug hatch. I assume, I don't know. I I haven't seen a lot of them. I saw some on leech, but not a ton. I haven't, well, it's been so windy, too. I haven't been out past the shoreline breaks. I haven't seen them sure. either. Sure, Any day now. Yeah, it, it might be just when it calms down here they come. Yeah, like tonight. Tonight. Tonight is probably the night. We had two days near 90 degrees. Today's still pretty warm and humid. I bet it, I bet they're going to be. It's real days. humid. Yeah. <laughs> Breathe it in. Um, do you want to do your week in review? What what you've been doing? Yeah, I, I've been fishing the littles quite a bit. Um, it's, you know, there's times where it's just unreal on these little lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very fortunate to be here. Um, so if you think that you're taking the back seat by going to a little lake. Um, I don't think that could be further from the truth. Yeah, um, high quality fish and fairly good numbers. Um, 
I don't know. I had a tough day on leech yesterday. Um, with all that wind, I couldn't get slowed down enough to do to rig very well. Um, so I pulled spinners. I uh, caught a couple fish doing that. Um, but um, you know, I had some guys who you know were interested in getting out of the wind. So we went and uh, into a bay and fished bluegills out on leech. Turns out I'm a bluegill wizard. Um, <laughs> I just stopped. I stopped in this. Uh, I just stopped. I was like, okay, we'll start fishing here. I don't know. I've never done this this time of year. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and I caught one. And then we caught a bazillion <laughs> right there on a place where I just stopped. Sure. I'm Guide. a wizard, man. Guides got to get lucky sometimes, too. I, I, I told him, too. I was like, guys, let me tell you, I'm a pretty terrible bluegill fisherman. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> that's what I, and that's how I describe it. This is unbelievable that I, this just happened. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so yeah, I've I've fished panfish a couple times. That's been pretty good. Um, and then walleye fishing on the littles has been good. I've been pulling a lot of crawlers. Um, caught a couple on a jig and a minnow. Uh, no, nothing on a jig and a minnow on leech, but on the littles I have in the shallower water. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know either. I. But that's a. Tends to be that way too. I would agree that we get it for a little longer there. It's also like you're getting at fish that are very clearly actively feeding, like actively taking advantage of a good day to feed. Yeah. Whereas leech lake fish are, they have lots of food around even now. And I don't know, they can just be a little bit more finicky. I don't yeah. know, you know, like if you're landing a jig in eight feet of water on a weed edge on one of these little lakes, oh, I don't they really care what month it is. There's yep. a pretty good chance if there's a walleye around, you'll get it to bite. Right. On the right day. Right. That's interesting, though. Why is that? I don't know if it's because you're dealing with limited, more, you, would, you wouldn't think that it would be more limited food source because these little lakes are very fertile as well. Right, and they have less, less concentrations of fish. Right. I but don't know. I don't either. Maybe, maybe part of it is like a lot of leech lake walleyes it gets a lot of pressure, so maybe they just see a lot of jigs and minnows right. by by the time June rolls around. Although, if you look at volume of like, let's just say spot tail shiners, there's not as many spot tail shiners in the little lakes, except for woman. I would say there's probably about the same density. Sure. Um, but I think the little lakes don't have as many spot tails in them, um, so maybe that's part of the problem too. It could be. Yeah. But there's all sorts of goofy minnows that we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. These, so I I got a couple of gallons of shiners from a trapper earlier this spring, and there was minnows in there. Didn't know what they were. I don't even think they were from Earth. <laughs> I was like, "What is this thing?" <laughs> hmm. I still don't know what they were. Did you catch a fish on them? I didn't use them. Hmm. They're scary, man. <laughs> thought they might bite you. Yeah, I thought they'd <laughs> start eating walleyes down there. <laughs> <laughs> But. Should we take a break? Sure. This episode of Wally Talks brought to you by the One Stop in Longville. Uh, if you're in the market for upgrading some rods and some reels, uh, come on into the One Stop. We carry G. Loomis, Elliot, Fenwick, um, some of the nicest rods created. Uh, so if you're in the market for up in the game, uh, take a peek at the One Stop in Longville. Do you know what we're talking about next? Walleye fishing. Yep. <laughs>
I knew it. Good guess. Um, oh, Dan, I forgot to ask you. Did you hear about the Lego store that just opened up? No. They're lined up for blocks. It's <laughs> 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 uh, good. I like it. I like to, I take your jokes and then that's like my joke for the week in the boat, you know? Mm-hmm. But if I have a podcast listener, then, then I, like I've had it happen where I tell the joke. And they're like, yeah, that's Will's joke he told on the podcast. And then I just see Son like, of a... Just a huge dope. <laughs> just taking is, credit I mean, for my terrible telling jokes. Telling a joke that somebody's already heard is already kind of crummy. And then when they know you stole it from, like, your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Uh, I wanted to talk about big water, big wind fishing. Yes. And... Um, well, we can talk about different times of the year with that, too. Yeah. Because that... That's situational. Right. I now have a Warrior 2090 that can handle... Um, the, Just about anything. Yeah. So I have felt this week that my boat can be anywhere in any wind to a point on, uh, even on leech. And it's not that it's super comfortable, like I get splashy for sure, but the boat can fish fairly well, keep me where I need to be. But I feel like the limitations are coming from like what you can do with your presentations in those conditions, especially fishing offshore fish. Um, I just think that when you're dealing with a 20-mile-an-hour wind, three-foot waves, and you're trying to hover and stay tight on a small pot of fish or a small spot, that even if you're on them, like it just occurred to me, like, what does this rig look like right now when, when we're dragging around and we're mm-hmm. bouncing up and down so much? And I even tried to, like, all right, how can I, can I counter what's happening with the boat with my rod tip, you know? Yep. And that, maybe that is the key, you know, what's, what really, really high-quality tournament anglers are able to do is they're able to offset some of the things that are, are taking away from your presentation. For me, I just felt like it was too much, you know, like, I got the outboard running and the Vantage running, Yep. going in and out of gear. I'm glad to hear you say that. What's that? That you're running both at the same time, because I've been doing that oh, yeah. the last four days. Yep. I think you, I mean, use all the tools you got, right? Right. Yep. And, but there's a lot. You're, so you're uh, manipulating the speed on the Vantage, taking your outboard in and out of gear. Yep. Back and forth all the time. You're trying to do left and right with the Vantage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you get super wet. Mm-hmm. I got made fun of yesterday. It was going to be 90 degrees, and I was dressed in a full rain suit, and it was sunny out. Yeah. I was like, dude, you guys are going to be regretting not having at least you know, a sweatshirt. Right. Uh, I'm going to try really hard not to get you wet, but I know I'm going to get soaked. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> Good thing I had my rain gear. Did you get soaked back trolling or? Back trolling. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Super, super soaked. <laughs> so I learned my lesson the night before on the little lake, on the little lakes, mm-hmm. It wasn't even that rough out there, but it was windy enough where it would splash up and just so, and I didn't wear my rain gear. Wind would carry it India. My left side was (laughs) soggy, (laughs) very soggy. Yeah. I started to, I'm I'm better about telling my customers, like, hey, I drive a tiller, uh, bring rain gear, please. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you don't need it. Doesn't hurt to throw it in a storage compartment, but bring it with, please. Mm Mm-hmm. And same thing, like, I've had the rain gear on over those two hot days because the wind was blowing, and, yeah, got to have it. Worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And you windshield guys are, I know you're all like real snobby right now with your nose up in there. You tried fishing that with a wheel boat. And they're still getting wet, man. I watched some, some pretty big windshield boats that were for sure getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me feel better. This is the, you're not going to get the visual, but this is what they do, you know? They're driving their little wheel boat, and then they get a wave, and they tuck oh, their yeah. under there. They go like this. <laughs> Carl was, he had to move my boat. Uh, I had a, a split day, and he had to move my boat from one slip to the next, and he's like, God, your boat steers pretty hard when you don't have that power steering on. And I was like, dude, your arms are just weak from doing this little wheel motion all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know what the, the answer is. What what I have had success this week doing is picking uh, parts of the lake that are still fishable mm-hmm. and being able to find fish there. That's the you still have to, there still has to be fish around, but um, you and I now have a long list of places that fish inhabit this time of year, mm-hmm. and I was able to pretty successfully navigate the day where I found fish where the, the wind was still driving the food chain, still driving the bite, but wasn't so bad that I couldn't... Shorter end of the lake. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's important to keep in mind. Also, Jeff Sundin doesn't fish leech a lot, but he does fish the east side when he does. And uh, he, he thinks moderate winds are what you want on leech. You don't want it ripping. Unless you're... On the north side of something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, what was I going to say? Um, oh, and you're also limited by your clients. Like, if your clients are, like, they, the last thing they want is to get wet, mm-hmm. then you're, you're stuck, you know, playing second fiddle. Right. So. And um, that's, yeah, that's the part of. But we're going to work our hardest to make sure that we catch fish in this, you know, in the area that's not as, that's more comfortable but less fishy. Right. Yeah. It's a hard part of the job matching your, the conditions to the, uh, to the customer. Mm-hmm. But. Um. Oh, so what I was, what I would suggest is is find a long area, a area of a very long stretch of shoreline, uh, if you're going to be in the heavy heavy wind. And do something that you can do in that with the high speeds, because you're going to be going a mile, mile and a half. Sure. Um, now, to a lot of people, it doesn't sound like jigging weather, but to me, that sounds like certainly like jigging weather. Um, <laughs> if you can, if you can make it happen. Um, if they don't need a jig, they don't need a jig. That's not necessarily. That's not the wind's fault. That's the time of year's fault. You know. Right. Um, and then another way is pulling spinners, uh, bottom bouncers, spinners, and. You know, you don't want to do a hundred yard or a hundred. Uh, you don't want to be put yourself in a situation where you're only going to do a thirty second drift. You know, you right. want minutes worth of drift, um, something that can be productive the whole time. Um, but like I had yesterday, doesn't always pan out. Yeah. But that's generally the plan. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a good approach. And don't overlook. We've talked a lot about just fishing. Uh, like offshore stuff on leech, but there's still lots of shoreline stuff that's that's kicking out fish right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have more reasonable winds, but this is maybe one to bank for future future years if your week falls on a real windy week. Um, just because your boat's capable of being out there doesn't mean that 
you know, your boat could be capable, the fish could be there, but your a presentation just might not be able to, to mm -hmm. work when it's blowing 30 miles an hour. Correct. I think that's all I got. You got anything else? That's that's what I've got. Okay. Um, T-shirts, we do have, there's mediums, larges, and extra larges at Woman Lake Lodge. So if you want a shirt, Will and I are out right now, which means you just have to go buy a donut and a shirt from Jeff and Lori Burks out you at You poor Lake guy. Lodge. Yep. Unreal. It's a nice road, too, if you haven't been on Highway 5 winding out there. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Watch Take out a nice deer. rainy day. It's a great day to go buy a T-shirt and eat a donut. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. We'll see you next week.